Steakmedia.com. Call me. <laughs> Hello and welcome again to The Fizzle Show, an insider behind-the-scenes look at how we've built and are building our online businesses. It's not so easy or so hard as you think. Again, it's our very special launch week this week where we're releasing one show every single day of this week. Your hosts are Corbett Barr, he's the smart one, Caleb Wojcik, the deep one, and me, Chase Reeves, the... uh, the loud one, I guess. This is part two of our conversation on finding your voice. It can be the difference between running an engaging and impactful business or just being boring and ignored. The difference between feeling alive and fired up when you're making your thing and being dead-eyed, dull, and monotone. Suffice it to say, this is critical In this second part, we tear into the topic a bit more, and towards the end, we give a bunch of specific things to do to help you find your voice. And then at the end of this conversation, we're actually going to do some question and answer stuff uh, where we answer your specific questions. More on how to ask us these questions uh, at the end. Let's get into it. And do you feel like how we were talking about me versus the audience in a previous discussion do you think that you need to know exactly who your audience is before you can find your voice that's a good question i so i i don't know depends for me on the project if it's think traffic or fizzle like for for fizzle i write a lot of content for fizzle right i'm talking to a very specific person with a very specific set of needs right and very specific sense of set of of pretty like poignant questions and like oftentimes like the entrepreneur who's trying to do an online business like they're like normally the one person in the boat steering the thing and they can feel just super overwhelmed by what should I do next there's all these options I can go do this class or this course or I can follow this advice or that advice or I could go you know what I mean and I love so to me I feel like this mission this imperative to like say whoa just chill out you're gonna be okay everything's gonna be fine and and so I really trust my point of view to that person because, like I've said before, I'll walk in saying, first of all, you're probably smarter than me about most business, and you're definitely smarter than me uh, about your audience in particular. But in terms of the entrepreneur and, and the challenges, uh, the emotional conflict within you, I'm probably better versed in that than you are, and I need you to know you're going to be okay. Take a deep breath, and now let's try to figure out how we do this in, in a way that you feel like it's you and that you feel like it's valuable, right? But other projects of mine, it's all, it's all, you know, me, 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 me. And then, and I get some notoriety because of that, because they're like, I love your outlook on X or on Y, you know what I mean? And, and the entrepreneurs and fizzle say the same thing, but I'm really angling in on my topics based on their needs versus over at like, for instance, Ice to the Brim, where I am just like, these are things that I am currently struggling with. And I, you know, maybe it's true that I'm writing that because I, I for sure expect other people to have that challenge as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess it goes back and forth like that. And it's, it, to me, is still is the same question about or the struggle about value us versus them. You know what I mean? Like you just brought up, like it really is like I want to make, art which means you know screw the masses and screw commerce but i also want i totally want to do business because i think it's such a great equalizer i i have another question which is do you guys think it's critical to find your voice before you can write really useful great stuff can you can you produce anything that's really great valuable stuff for your audience before you found your voice what do you think caleb i think you can i think it takes more work to do so because it's going to take a lot of effort to you know put it in the right form for people to consume it that's going to be not only like entertaining and informative but that they that they learn something from it i think it's definitely easier once you do find your voice and you know steve cam who you talked to in a founder story chase you know when he started writing in his voice it was so much easier to make content for nerd fitness it was so much easier for people to get connected to it and to you know care about what he was writing about because he was in his own voice and so yes i think it can be done but i think it's definitely yeah harder. two things okay actually three 
All right, you ready for this? I'm ready. Um, first of all, these words remind me of these, okay, if I forget them. Fully. Okay. Uh, connect. Uh, and I forgot the third one. You're, oh, you're setting yourself I'm, up for... Because okay. I have things you to have say. You have to remember that. Okay. Now, your original question was what, Corbett? Oh, geez. Can we... Come on, man. You were saying... You're killing me. Can we make a good piece of content without knowing our voice? Without, a truly great, valuable piece of content well, before you have your voice. One of the things you said earlier, earlier or at least you, you, in, in, in passing, you said, like, you know, I, to be able to fully write in my voice. And it, it gets back to this concept uh, that Pressfield got to and that, like, you're not going to find your you and your... You're not going to find your voice. It's not a thing that you land on, right? And what it, what it reminds me of is this concept I have of this wide range of good. Yeah. Okay, there's like there's like there's a wide range of true and good for this piece of content right now, for this blog post, for this business idea, for this pe- for this email, for this uh, thing. Right? There's such a wide range of good, and that is another tip for me that has just opened up writing. Instead of saying like there's one there's one path right. to glory on this thing, whereas now it's like no no like and, and re- you know what taught me this It was espresso. I really I have a shot of espresso every afternoon. I love tasting it. I love learning more about it. Um, and there's such a wide range of good and interesting flavors in espresso. Like uh, you know, there's a th- there's on the chocolatey side and on the real bright side and all this other stuff in between. Yep. All I all I want is not a boring shot of espresso. <laughs> right. That's it. Just like all I want is not a boring life <laughs> in some ways. You totally. Know? Uh, there's this wide range of good. This wide range of true. I have this. Uh, I have this. <laughs> I, I just pulled up some Indigo Girls lyrics. Let's hear it. That fit with this really Nail well. It. I'm Give not going to sing it. I'm not going to sing it. But this, I, <laughs> have you ever had one of those moments where you've heard a song like a hundred times, you've sang along to it, whatever, and, and then one day you finally actually listen to the lyric and it like blows your mind? You're like, oh my God, <laughs> I can't believe Every that. Every day, man. Every day, man. <laughs> so in this, in this case, you know, that, you know that song, Indigo Girls, like, Closer I am to find. All right. Well, in this case, I finally listened to it, and I realized that what what she says at the end here is the less I seek my source for some definitive, I can't even hang. That we're doing these fucking lyrics right now. I can't even hang. You no, can't hang. Keep going. Keep going. Keep hang. going. You can call me sensei. You should probably restart. Call me yeah. sensei. <laughs> the less I seek my source for some definitive, the closer I am to find. So. This I really oh, had a moment. I can moment. totally hear that verse too, or that that bit, and that what is it? The bridge. We'll or have to play it. So anyway, my my point being, like the less I I feel like you do this a lot. You you're like looking for some the one answer. Yeah. And then as soon as you let go of like trying to find the one answer, yeah. and just realize that there's a whole lot of different states of being yeah. that can be okay. Mm-hmm. The closer you are to find. Yep. The, the more like chilled out you get, and you're not saying find uh, like as in finding fine. a thing. You're fine as I'm in fine. I'm good. I'm good. And I and I and I and I remember those things. It's so good. And it's, <laughs> thanks for indulging me with the indigo no, girls. It's, it's so there. true. Well, you know, we we all have m- many of us are married. We know what this is like. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it is so true that wide range of good. And so when I approach a subject or a topic or a piece of content or or, or just a communication with my people, like there's a wide range of good here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so don't, and to me that just, okay, that takes the chastity belt off. It takes like all of the limitation, all of the, I don't know, the, the, the pressure, yeah. you know, off. And we should, we should, you know, um, bring that back to finding your voice because I don't think there's like one moment or one click or one voice yeah. that you have. <clears throat> it's a journey. It's a process. And every day that you write, you get better and you get closer to your voice that's why i think it's it's falling within what i'm getting at is this there's these boundaries within which you exist yeah you know what i mean and contrary to what stephen pressfield says i think you do exist yeah i just don't think you're a one singular thing i think you exist and some days you feel like a coffee and some days you feel like tea some days you feel like being on top some days you feel like being on bottom you know what i mean yeah so you have this whatever that these means. boundaries that you can be within most of the days, never mind. I'm not going to get into that. But, uh, <laughs> but tea, right? Yeah, you're talking you're about tea, tea yeah. instead of coffee. Uh, so, so first of all, fully. Can you fully express yourself in a thing? Get over that. No. Find the boundaries within which you know this is true and this is good. Yeah. And I mean those two words. This is a podcast, so it's very easy to be vapid with our language. But true, capital T, little trademark, and good, capital G, little trademark. True and good to me those have become the right words for me 
to feel comfortable enough to fi- to write something without being like you know staring at the page just dead on arrival yeah you know and, what I mean? and like second guessing yourself yeah the whole because way like there's true and there's good and then there's being as good as Derek Halpern or as good as shareable as blah 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 whatever all this other stuff right yeah it's just dude finding my me writing it and I do think that writing is that you do find yourself by doing the work mm-hmm. in it you know what I mean it's incredibly difficult work for me it's super or the best the things I'm most proud of are like those college papers where I spent that three weeks just digging just utterly digging through and like and I think I have it the whole time but there's some little voice in the back of my head that starts getting louder and louder and louder just being like you're a piece of shit. <laughs> this is not happening <laughs> you know how poor this is right yeah. now so that was fully the second piece is is connection I think what all of us are really trying to do even though so what, what I have a, a buddy named Don who's a writer and he says that what a writer... You don't have a buddy named Don who's a writer. You have a famous friend named Don who's a you writer. a successful author. <laughs> okay, wow. You Why know. don't you guys all just jump in? <laughs> but what he's, one of the things he said that really stuck, stuck with me is that he's all, Chase, like, you're, you're a writer. You want to have an emotional connection with your audience. That's what writers want to do. Yeah. And it stuck with me. Because I don't picture Hemingway at the typewriter being like, I just want to connect with these people. Is, you that, know how he, is that how he sounded? I, <laughs> Uh, probably the best time away I could do. I think he sounded like um, like uh, Harrison Ford in Star Wars, maybe. <laughs> Just like always a little like like uh, a little like annoyed yeah. and like wanting to be kissed. Exactly. <laughs> Where's my scotch? <laughs> so what we are, you got to understand that this kind of back to your list of the, the validation when you seek too much validation yep. or then that's it, this, that, and the other. We are wanting connection with this and because to me, the biggest, the biggest thing that can happen to me is I write something and people say, yes, me too, right? That's what I want. I want, I love that. That's why I love Louis C.K. so much, yeah. right? A comedian who he just says such horrible things that you would never say to your mom, right? Yep. Really, they can feel really, really bad. But when you've either had that thought before or you've been in a mode where you're like, dude, this is tough. And he's sitting there telling back to you, it's okay, to, to be in your own skin. Yeah. He makes me feel like more comfortable in but my that, own skin. That's a really great example of finding your voice because yeah. Louis C.K.'s, you know, I mean, he's at the top of the game right now. He's like, you know, getting so much notoriety as an active comedian. It's kind of rare, especially yeah. almost at his age. And he went through this process. If you've ever heard him talk about it, like finding his voice, he's like, you know, I started out talking, you know, telling jokes about passing cars and, you know, bugs and whatever. And yeah. No, and nobody laughed. And then I started telling jokes occasionally about farts, and I got a couple of laughs, and I kind of ran out of those. And then I had to, and I'm paraphrasing yeah, here, yeah, obviously, yeah. but he 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 worked his way down to where he finally started talking about sex, and then he started talking about masturbation, and, oh. then, and I can't even go any further because it's going to get really raunchy really quickly. Well, he talks about big bags of dicks and all this, <laughs> <laughs> but just needed to make sure that our uh, but the point our is, sensor machine is working. Yeah, thank you. The point being for louis ck i think that is his voice he found his voice and where he feels most comfortable and confident in his own skin and not everybody's gonna have a home run telling jokes like that other people are like jerry seinfeld is gonna have a home run telling jokes that are rather tame and clean because that's his voice that's who he is he found that you know what i mean so to, you know we asked, this started we i asked the question can you create a really great piece of content yeah you know, before you find your voice. And I think you can create a good piece of content, but, you know, even if you're writing just a how-to piece, like, a you know, 21 epic things you can do to change your life forever and make everyone love you, you know, that is just how-to, step-by-step, a list post, you know, on a blog, that sort of thing. For you to do that well, you know, you don't necessarily have to have your voice and all the nuances and the depth of your personality but you have to have confidence in the topic that you're talking about. And to me, having confidence enough to express that level is a, is a part of your voice. Being confident. If you feel any confidence when you're writing about something, that means there's a nugget of your true voice there, the kind of thing that's going to connect yeah. with people. Yeah, I think one of the, one of the, what that reminds me of is the true good thing and this concept of you're probably, I mean, it's fairly common for people who want to be like 
online entrepreneurs, especially in like a blogging sort of field, yeah, to be writing about things they don't actually know that much about. Yeah. Right? Can right. we just say that? Yeah. That, can we just say that there's so many of people out there that are just that fake it till you make it thing? Yep. It's just where you many people feel like they have to start because they want to go from zero to expert instead of from zero to apprentice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can learn about, so maybe you're starting a blog and, you know, a recent example of an email that we received. You're starting a blog in life hacking, right? Right. Yep. Pretty easy space to differentiate in. There's not very much competition. It's pretty easy. You could do this. Lifehacker.com. Um, and life it's hacker. like, if there's one thing people are searching for and need, it's more life hacks. Right. But they, but you can do this and you can just jump out and just start like writing all of these interesting things, right? Yeah. They're trying to be an expert in life hacking. Yep. You, there's no model for getting big. Okay. There's no model. From if you pay attention to Think Traffic or uh, Pat Flynn or Derek Halpern or uh, you know Live Your Legend, all these big guys, right? There's no real modern model of the uh, apprentice. Okay, look back at Gary V and Brogan and all the old old school bloggers like the Merlin Mans and the Grubers and all these guys, right? Yep. They're so massive, you know, or even like a Leo about to. The biggest of the bigs, in some ways, even still, right? Nobody's going to be made that way because, again, because not that we won't reach that level of, of high bigness, but like it won't happen the same way. Right. They got started in a, in a completely different universe. I mean, dinosaurs were basically roaming the earth, and it was only like five years ago, or what? You know what I mean? But the it was, internet didn't exist. It was just such a different world. They were blogging on scrolls and stuff. <laughs> you know what Papyrus. I mean? Papyrus, <laughs> vellum, vellum, vellum. <laughs> Say it again, vellum. <laughs> but the concept being they were apprentices they didn't they were not looking at someone saying how do i be a blogger they were literally like oh i would love to share this how can i share this i'll create a blog wordpress is free you know tight what was it uh, movable type is free yeah right that's how all of the like my heroes ended up getting or the not my heroes but guys who i really admire they got started in a world where it was just really it was different and now everything's turned up to 11 everything's ramped up there's no longer it's no longer okay to be an apprentice or to be learning or to be in a state of discovery um you either are preparing to launch your thing or you've launched your thing and as soon as you launch your thing you're quote-unquote an expert now yeah 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 yeah. but on the other hand i feel like the thing that you're saying they were apprentices about is the art of blogging itself and who cares i mean there's like, you know, five blogging tips that you really need. Yeah. And you know everything that there is to know about growing a blog. Yeah. But the thing that they weren't apprentices at, I mean, and maybe they were for a while, but their craft, the thing that the blog is actually about, the Zen habits or yeah. the productivity exactly. stuff, that's where they were experts. Or even with Zen habits, like Leo could easily have started that. And I don't really remember. I don't know what the first posts were about. Being like, this is something I'm very interested in. As I as I find more information about it, I'm going to be posting it here. I'm going to do my darndest to do, be the best curator of this kind of information. Yeah, right. I you know so that that is a different thing than being like I'm an expert in, in life hacks. And I think the curation angle is huge. Not yeah. not many people do that well, um, but it can be a really great way. Sure. You know, one one thing that I wanted to bring up in in the context of finding your voice is this idea that in the beginning you're not going to have all the answers and you're not going to have your own voice. So it's really useful to bring in outside experts and things. And yeah. I know it's really hot right now to do like interview shows and all that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, it's losing its luster a little bit, but um, it's really useful to, to point to other things that you find as the apprentice, you're the apprentice and be like, Hey, I found this great thing over here. Yeah. And I was, I read this book by this guy and Oh, next week I'm going to have this other guy on and just be the hub of all the information, you know, for other apprentices that are out there yeah. as well. And I just think, uh, you know, what does this look like? What does this mean in the context of finding your voice? Mm -hmm. It means being honest with where you are. Mm -hmm. That true, good, what can you actually say? That thing. I'm, all, I'm, all I'm saying is that over and over and yeah. over again. Because when you do that, things get fun and free. And when you get fun and free, you might have an interesting idea instead of just another piece of 
you know, verb like advice that you've regurgitated. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. you're just you're just like another list post right. about how to season your steak or something like that. When really it's salt and pepper and a hot piece of cast iron. Get over yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I think that the the point that we're trying to get at here, which we always do, is that if you do something and you do it well and you commit to just loving that thing over the next, as you like to say, decade or two decades or whatever. Yeah. If you think that long term about getting, it's okay to write posts about steak as long as you're like, I'm the guy who's going to have, I'm going to make some breakthrough ideas about what a steak is and how to do it well. Yeah. I'm going to own making steak. Or what's another another angle on that is, I am going to be the zero bullshit guy on steak. Yeah. This is all you need to know about steak. And you just commit to the next 10 years saying the same 15-minute spiel. Like, I have a buddy who's a who's a public speaker, Josh Ship. He runs around, he does the same little skit every time. I make fun of him, skit. call him the little skit. <laughs> but he goes to these high schools, he's done the same Song thing for several years. It's amazing. The yeah. one, one message. Yep. Oh, you know, all of us trying to be speaker people, like, we're like, well, we, we need, like, a lot of different things to talk about. Yep. He has one thing. And he's honed it, and, and he knows that people react to it. Nails it. Yeah. And it's so good. I remember the last time I went, I went, to him, to him to do it live and he asked me before he's like what do you want me to say what 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 do you want me to say and i was like he's like give me one thing to put in this and i was all one of the jokes that we had was there's this restaurant called like shorties or something in wenatchee washington wenatchee i've been there and uh and and i was like drop sh- drop shorty shorty <laughs> shorty and he did he <laughs> proceeded to absolutely slay the audience with that really he just kept doing it like, like he would be like, and that'll make you pet your goat, shawty. <laughs> that was just his catchphrase. He started being the thing. And kids were just going nuts. Oh, man, that's awesome. So he makes it fun and current. And now yeah. it's easy for him to, to vamp on it. But it's one thing. So you could be the steak guy that's just like, don't f- up your steak. Yep. It's so easy. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I just think there's so many angles on it. And the truth is, okay, what, let's think about this for a second. You were talking about just really loving and being passionate about your thing, right? Or the thing yeah. that you, you really love, you go all in on, and you think about this is what I'm going to do for the next 10 years. What I, love to, what I would love for the audience to think through about that is not like, first of all, not like you, you have to pick one and then just nail it yeah. right on the first guess, right? One of the things you said in the, uh, in, I think it, in one of the previous conversations we had is, is like you can try something out for a couple of years and then your business might evolve yeah. from there. You can write about steak for the first year and if people learn to trust you uh, because you just care so much about something, yeah. then you could transition from steak to espresso. Yeah, <laughs> or from steak to burgers or from bar- right. steak to barbecue. Or- right, or from steak to social media expert tips. <laughs> <laughs> That's the natural progression. Steakmedia.com, <laughs> call me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but this concept of, of really being uh, this is why I love so much the old school blogger okay the uh, Max Sparky and the Merlin Man and the John Gruber and the these guys yep. who didn't really start the thing for the business angle because there was didn't know there was a business there angle was no back business then. angle right right and Even, now it's all adulterated and well now now you don't like literally everybody in our audience and rightfully so because you know this is where we're at as a culture yeah everybody here is like about the business angle. Right. And we have to remind us our, and ourselves as well to, to pull it back to like the bit. Some of the, some of our favorite businesses were started out of just like, this is a thing I really care about. Yeah. And like, now, now that's the key. The thing I really care about, not a thing I'm passionate about, not a thing that I love, not a thing that I'm the best at, not a thing that this, that, or the other. to me, that language of the thing I care about makes a big difference because it's another one of those wide wide range of things that i care about like and i can care about it a whole lot or just you know but it's something i care about yeah you know um and so in finding our voice and the the uh, this is where we come back to the, to that thing i told you about caleb to bring me back into that you've done a great job of bringing me back into it thanks a lot caleb but find the combination of <laughs> i did all or of i guess work. the intersection of finding our voice with choosing our niche or our topic or our whatever our business is about however we describe that how do we say that what do we say niche or do we say we say niche please <laughs> <laughs> niche please i'm gonna need another for net here pretty soon but um this concept 
of the in, the intersection between finding our voice in our writing, yeah, or YouTubing or you know audioing or whatever, or being on staging, whatever it is, finding our voice on over ham radio, yeah, over ham radio on the AM frequencies. So finding our voice, smoke signals in our pieces of content making. And even that sounds pieces of content made, and whatever in the thing that we do and the thing that we make finding our voice in that yep the intersection of that with our with our business topic yeah our business direction or whatever yeah. our story arc there is to me so critical it's really it's really important and it doesn't i feel like you've come around it just in this episode i feel like at first you're like oh, can you ever really find your voice now you're like it's the thing you have to do well Maybe. <laughs> I, well, you, I'm saying I think you might be right. There are there are some some discoveries or whatever I'm making, but or at least I'm finding things that I really care about in this mm-hmm. because I can write at ice to the brim for the working man because I I am one and I'm just really interested in not fucking this up. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm really interested in trying to do it good. You know, uh, and so because I care about that, and because I'm an apprentice of that, not an expert in that, right. I have a, it's freedom for me, right? So I don't look at a blank page and be like, how are we going to get traffic to the site this week? I haven't made a dollar on yeah. this. I'm not even thinking about no, making it's a, a great, dollar on it's it. It's a great point. I mean, the, and that's what I said. Like one of the signs that, you know, you're being inauthentic is that you sit down and you're like, what do I write about? Yeah. I don't know. Like if it is freedom, when you know yeah. that you're writing about something just because you care about it, and you actually care about ha- helping others enjoy it at the same time, yeah. it's freedom. Because when you sit down, it's not like you have all these pressures of SEO and traffic and all this stuff yeah. that you're thinking about. Well, I think, that, I think that not only what you were saying about how you have to have that intersection, I think that the impact of finding your voice on like the actual financial part of your business and starting to earn also is important. Like you were saying, Corbett, it took you, you know, 15, 16 months to find your voice. Did you, was that like right in line with when you started to actually earn money from blogging? It was almost exactly the same arc. So there you go. It was almost exactly like to the month, like I finally figured out what the hell I was doing and who I was. And I broke through and said, you know, look, I'm sorry. Like all that crap that I wrote before. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't me. And, and (laughs) I didn't like it. it. Did you literally say, I'm sorry? Yeah. Here, you want me to read it to you? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I, I really, I really kind of apologized and came out with it, and um, had like a, a coming out party in of sorts, and um, and and that coincided pretty much directly with like when I made breakthroughs in income and started to really be able to support myself from this crazy thing we call blogging. That's interesting. I feel like when you say that's interesting, that it wasn't actually interesting. Kind of like when you say that's funny, but you don't. No, laugh. to be honest, like it, it isn't interesting. I expected it. That is funny too. I ex- <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I expected it. I guess in some ways, I, I've heard it. I've heard it so many times. It, it should okay. It should be said in the context of finding your voice. You might not have a good voice. That's absolutely true. And if that's the case, then you need to improve your voice. I mean, right? Or you might not be cut or out. You're to not be an cut entrepreneur. Out. Or you're not. Wait, cut wait, no, out no, no, no. Hold on. Cut out is a horrible term. I know so many people. That if they tried to start a business, they would absolutely ruin their marriage and their life. Yeah. They, not that they're not cut out for it, because that sounds like, oh, you really missed, you, you forgot to put the stem on the apple, son, or whatever, you know? Yeah. But it's not that. It's just that, like, this is not what's going to give them joy. The way that, for me, it gives me real joy to be able to create and, and, and make my living off of that. You know yeah. what I mean? I have to do, for some reason, not that I have to, but I really get the joy of making that my one thing. I could do it on the side, but I feel like I want to give myself the biggest chance in the world. I, I believe in myself. I'm super prideful and arrogant about it. You know what I mean? And like, I think I can do this, I guess. Yeah. You know? And we're, we're going to do a whole episode, probably 10 episodes on, can anybody really make this? And how but do you know if you're right for it Let's just not be not. afraid of repeating ourselves. I mean, we're going to yeah. have, we're going to have like, I'm not prepared for it. So I, 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 there's, there's a lot of stuff to say on it. I'm not, and I'm not getting into a big thing. I'm just saying in the context of, of finding our voice, you know, it should be said that if you're banging your head against the wall, there's two options here. This is number one. It's just a part of the regular process. We have all banged our head against the wall. Yeah. Number two is your marriage suffering? Is your dog going unfed? Is your life falling apart because of it? Do you just, I mean, is it, 
is it real? Is it been eight months and it's still not working out? Mm-hmm. You know, has it been two years and you're still not? Then okay, let's 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 take a step back and think this through. One of the things that I continue to say to bloggers is like, you know what? It's blogging is now now blogging is just being a businessman or being a business person or having a business, right? Blogging is just a business, right? It's as hard and it's the same as it's ever ever been. You make something that people want. And you charge whatever they're willing to pay for it. Right. You know what I mean? There's no secret sauce about list posts or any SEO or all this other stuff. You know, and if you want to geek out about that, you can geek out about that. And it'll be the same thing, being good at a thing and being able to sell that thing, you know? Um, So in the context of finding our voice in our writing, it should just be said that this is real work. Did I just go like La La Land on us? It, it no, it is no. it is real work, and but I mean I, I don't know how to answer that question. I mean, some people. I feel like Caleb was interested in what I was saying. No, I was absolutely. I think you're bringing it full circle with Pressfield, Indigo Girls, Corbett. Everyone is saying like, there's not this holy grail. There's not this chalice you're going after, and you like hoist it above your ear, and you're like I found my yeah. voice. It's more like, okay, you're always on this journey. I think that's a and it's just you know what you might have just nailed it. I mean, we, I, I, was, I was not thinking like that. I, I think what you've just done is nailed it. That like, It's an important thing. You're on a journey. You're on a journey. The important thing is being honest and authentic and, and true and good in this thing. Just like we want Luke Skywalker to be honest and authentic and true and good and, and not end up being a bad guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? We all want to be the good guys, right? Uh, and we're wanting you to be the good guy. Like When I land on your blog, like I want you to impact my life. You know what I mean? In a good way. Um, and the thought of the the paralyzing thought that a you can find your voice because how many of us know that i found my voice or can just what can you say this is what my voice is you know what i mean you can't you you can maybe say like everything that we're talking in right now we're doing it like as us right but we couldn't describe yeah but we're doing it as us because we're comfortable i mean other people would sit down and start podcasting and they would be you know they would be like a robot and it's not who they really are. Then after the podcast, you'd go have a beer with them and they'd be a completely different person. Yeah. You know, so to me, that's, that's the voice. That's, and I think that, 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 that seals up nicely Caleb's point about Indigo there Girls. Is, there isn't about the Indigo Girls. <laughs> when they said in their song, there's no goddamn holy grail of, of finding your voice. So don't get overstressed about it. Don't get analysis paralysis about it. Yeah. Um, jump in. And get started and find out and just pay attention to what feels enjoyable and what feels like you're slogging through something. And when is it slogging through yeah. something, but you know there's something on the other side of this? Because that's what has typically been for me. When a thing that I'm writing that's good, where I go actually I actually have like have different beliefs now because of some of the most difficult writing I've done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you really dig through things. Right. The 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 thing is that we didn't talk about really yet is how do you find your voice? <laughs> that might be nice to help people. I mean, I there are ways to go about it. What, what are the ways? Well, so you said, you know, pay attention and feel what feels right and what doesn't, you know, and, and whether or not you think there's something on the other side. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Like awareness is Hold probably on. the first don't step. Just, don't just, that's fine, my <laughs> awareness, ideas. Awareness, <laughs> to me, no, it's that important. has been it. No, it's important. Awareness is the first step. However... To really find your voice, you can't do the same thing over and over and over again, write the same kind of stuff, and expect to magically have a breakthrough. It's yeah. not going to happen. You have to like radically push the boundaries, test different things, yeah. write you know, um, super personal, hardcore, opening up your soul kind of stuff once in a while, and then write other stuff that's just really hardcore how-to information, you know, yeah. and go back and forth between them. Um, and try all kinds of different techniques. Try ranting about something sometime. Try writing really early in the morning when you first get up. Like you have to like just explore the box. You got to run around in the dark and say, "Where's the edge yeah. of this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually, that's where you figure out the boundaries of your voice, and that's where you go. Oh, you know what? When I ranted about the fact that like. I get really annoyed when podcasts run past 39 minutes and 47 seconds. <laughs> when, when I ranted about that last week, 
the tone of voice that I used really struck a chord in my audience. Yeah. And they connected with me and they wrote, I got personal email from that blog post that I had never gotten before. So you know that you, you crossed a threshold and now you, you have a different aspect of your voice. So there's a process you can go through. And to me, that process is all about just trying a lot of different stuff out. You know, read your favorite bloggers, read Seth Godin. And, you know, he, he's like the master of writing 200-word posts that have, like, incredible impact. Yeah. Try that once. See yeah. how it goes for you. Try it 10 times. And then another time, read Scott Dinsmore and see that he writes 4,000 words. Yeah. It's like practically a book every time he writes. Try that and see how that feels, yeah. in, you know, inside of your skin. Yeah. You're not going to find your voice if you just do the same thing over and over. That's kind and of it is, And, and, and that, that's a good thing to remember, like the fact that so many people write different things and they're really successful yeah. even in that difference. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the Godins have, with their with their 200 word things that are just insightful and brilliant that I like, I had to stop, I had to stop getting them. I had to subscribe. <laughs> I had to stop. It changed your life every no, time? because it was like literally I would never have the time to actually give this what it deserved. You know what I mean? It's like Even poetry. It's only 200 words, yeah. Because every time I read one, it was every like day. bring out the freaking life planner again. You know what I mean? And uh, so I and what works perfect for me is Stephen Pressfield. He's pretty much the only like blog that I actually end up. I, I get the email and I'm like 100. percent I'll read it every single time. Yeah. On only the Writing Wednesday ones too, right? But but because that really speaks to me, and I, and I and I because I feel like I learn. I feel like that voice is like my voice. Right. I hear him and I'm like, me too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like that. Um, so, so, so back to the, the tips. When, when we talk about like experimenting essentially to find your voice, the other thing is that as you're doing these experiments, like if, if you just kind of write the same thing every day, you know, keep writing the same 700 word post that has like, you know, the perfect blog post formula that you think is going to work and, you know, you get the two comments and nobody really seems to care. Yeah. If you start, you know, exploring different topics, if you start saying what you really think, um, eventually you're going to hit a chord. Yeah. You know, and you'll notice in, if it's really early on, you know, maybe you'll double your comments and it goes from two to four or something. And that's actually a breakthrough for you yeah. at that point. Or you finally get an email from someone saying, oh my God, I can't believe that you feel the same way. You know, I've been searching yeah. the web, whatever. So when you finally hit that chord, that's when it's time to start like running down that path for a while. Yeah. You know, when you when someone writes you, then do that same post that you did again, but take it a little bit further this next time. You yeah. know what I mean? Same topic wise and and attitude wise and all that kind of stuff. Um because that that experimentation that is the only way to grow, you know, to to practice and to deliberately challenge yourself. This is something we've talked about um at another blog, we run Expert Enough a lot, which is that the only way to actually grow is to deliberately practice, which means stretching the boundaries of what you know and, and what you've tried before yeah. um, and, and trying to make little breakthroughs every time you show up as opposed to just you know settling in and, and kind of riding the horse the same way every time. Yeah, that's good. I have some ideas on tips as well. Like One of them is chemicals. Um, sure. Chemicals in your bloodstream. Uh-huh. If uh, I figured out a perfect uh, legal uh, ones, yeah, or? absolutely, or otherwise, no, just always legal. I'm okay. a I'm a legal guy, but uh, but um, <laughs> I you mean like Benadryl? No, well, maybe I don't know. Try it out. How do you like the guy? Like it says in the master, how do you like to feel? <laughs> um, but I like so for me, literally, if I want to go have a lot of interest, like deep thoughts, you can feel where this is going. It's not going there. I go, I have a cigar. A coffee and a and a Coors at the same time. Okay, <laughs> he's and telling the truth. I've seen the photo. Literally, you know, the the way that the cigar makes me uh, moody and introspective. The way that the coffee sort of makes my synapses fire away, and then the way that that the beer sort of brings me back down from the coffee. All happening at the same time. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm I'm it like what they say about booze when it lowers your inhibitions. Right. Yeah. To me. That is actually a pretty big thing, and I don't need very much chemical to lower the inhibition enough for me to just to start vomiting out on the page. Yeah, you know what I mean. But doing that, and then remembering that there is a wide range of good and true. It's not about it's not a baseball pitch coming at you, and you have to hit it right where that ball is. You know what I mean? It's more like I don't know a pie you get to eat. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to mess this up when you really like the pie. 
So find a pie you like right. and then get a little bit stoned on freaking beer or coffee or whatever you what maybe just staying up late. That's a kind of stoned. Sure. You know what I mean? All of the you we're all stoned on something. Yeah, right. Or go for a run and try writing immediately exactly. after that or Exercises whatever. Exercises yeah. or whatever. So trying yeah. those sorts of things, getting into different places, places like so for me, I love being in bustling environments with my headphones on. You know what I mean? Like being in a coffee shop or an airport or an yeah. airplane or something like that, like getting plane brain going on. Yeah. You ever sit on an airplane and try to write something? Like you'll be prolific. Yeah. You'll write eight somethings. Right. You know what I mean? I, and I love so that the where you are. Can right. Matter. So sometimes environmental stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, but like to me, th- those have been probably some of the biggest things. But nothing is as big as just getting over the sense that there's one way out of this thing mm-hmm. and that's there that I have to be you know write the next great gatsby or something like right. that just realizing you know what there's a big wide range of good and the same way that I can enjoy uh, a bunch of different kinds of espresso people are going to enjoy a bunch of different things I can write about this you know what i mean so just don't f- it up just be true and honest and good because i think you know we're coming from a spot where we want i want to build a business on I want to build a business that I'm proud of. I guess for lack of a better term. It doesn't have to be like it's built on me or it's something that I'm yeah. super passionate, but I'm just proud of it. Right. You know, I'm not proud of a business that I did a bunch of keyword research on and just did all this. It's just a thing. I have friends who built massive businesses doing that, doing big affiliate stuff, you know what I mean? And they just and now they're just like, I want to build the thing I want to build the thing I care about now. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like the not that it's always going to come around to that because I'm also a family guy. I also have to put, you know, I had to put the bacon out there for the, right. for me and the kid in the morning. Got to make some. I got to make some bacon. And so there's more at stake here. But um, those are my big tips. I think I, they're. I like them. I think they're for. And and my tip would my tip would actually be an analogy. So I think that finding my voice and correct me if I'm wrong comes from like a kid like that doesn't know how to talk huh. yet, right? Is that is that where the phrase so, comes from? Did you Google it? I would it? think so. That's the All first right. thing that right. comes to my mind. And so when, you know, an infant is trying to learn how to talk, they're babbling, they're saying whatever, and like nobody nobody's like, "Oh, you don't know how to talk yet. You don't have your voice." You just people are okay with that. And like in the blogging space, you know someone's a beginner because they're still trying to find yeah. their voice. And then, you know, it takes time. It takes years for a kid to learn how to talk. He- and it might take years for you blogging to learn how to find yeah. your voice. Yeah, and when a kid is kind of just babbling, you know, they go ignored for a long time. You know, people are just like, oh, they're babbling. Mm-hmm. And then eventually the kid goes, ah, like to get your attention, right? And you people guys, pay attention. Yeah. You and guys they, don't have kids, do you? You've never- <laughs> I've seen that happen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but the, but the worst once. thing in blogging is not that somebody's going to say, oh, you know, you suck or whatever yeah. in the beginning. The worst thing is you're just going to be ignored. Nobody's going to pay attention yeah. to you, and so sometimes you I have guess, to. And sometimes you have to bad. speak up. That's not so bad, right? The ignore part—it's the worst. Realizing that, though. Oh hey, yeah, sure. What's the worst that can happen? Nobody pays. Nobody attention. pays attention. Exactly. Do it anyways. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then eventually you have to say something that actually has impact. You figure that mo- some people figure that out, that's and that's cool. how you make a breakthrough. Well, I think that people overestimate how long it takes to become quote expert or better than 99 percent of the population. Yeah. You know. And I'm reading um, Josh Kaufman's new book called The First 20 Hours. And in it, he talks about like the process you go through in those first 20 hours to get so much better than so many people. And it's just like a mental barrier of putting in the time and effort, you know, a couple hours or an hour or less for 30 days. And, you know, way more than a ton of different people. And in the book, he goes through like six different things he becomes like an expert at and only spends 20 hours on like yoga um, go the ancient Chinese board game um, programming stuff like that and it's it's not that hard to become better than most everybody at mm-hmm. something yeah. and I think people get really intimidated by that and so they just start talking and they don't really know what they're saying instead of like just take some time learn yeah. it and then you can talk like you're an expert yep. and you don't have to fake yeah, it. Yeah, to me, faking it has has killed... I, I've published a lot where I've been faking it. You know what I mean? Either for myself or for other startups or whatever. You people are pretty damn sensitive. It, it can come off scammy. The BS meter goes or, off. or the BS meter. Yeah. Meter goes, where it's just like it just not only does it it doesn't even have to come off scammy or BSy. It just it doesn't land very good. Yeah, it just doesn't hit. Whereas for me, coming from my point of view, something I that I know is true and good 
being myself in it or being honest in it or whatever. Yep. It's normally, it's nor- it, it, it ends up by nature having all of those things you'll read on some blog about how to make a viral thing. You know what I mean? Like, and I never read those. Yeah. You know, it's just, it just happens naturally when you care enough about a thing to know, like, don't up your steak. <laughs> yeah. You don't put too much pepper on it. Salt is fine. No. Lots of pe- I love pepper. <laughs> More pepper. Or that thing, donut smoke just super white. Hey, so we're going to do some question and answer time. Some of you have written in either via iTunes or via our fizzleshow.com page where you can uh, write us a question or uh, record us a question uh, via voicemail. Right into our old school voicemail machine that has uh, tapes. Yeah. It actually runs on it's cassette like, tapes. And it's like, and it's actually filled up with tape. Yeah. And, and they're right in the middle of somebody's it, it cut off. It was really, really yeah. shame. And it makes, and it goes, <laughs> beep. Has it's a real sort of, long, yeah. long sort of thing. Yeah. And we could hear it echoing through, like down, down the entire street. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, so we're going to answer some questions, do some Q&A, because that's what, that's what we're kind of here for. I mean, to be honest, can I just say something? You know, in the context of this finding your voice thing, I do want to say what matters is that you just, and you probably agree with this, Corbett. Tell me if you would tweak this in any way. You got to just start putting your shovel in the ground and digging some dirt and seeing what happens. You got to just put stuff out there. You're going to hear a lot of a lot of advice and a lot. There's a, you can go out there and you can buy whole products on just the, buying a checklist on things you should know before you launch your product or do this, that, and the other. But to be honest, none of that. That's and that's good stuff. But truthfully, you got to you just got to start and make start making a hole. Start digging something. Start doing the work. You know what I mean? And writing the stuff. That's how you're going to get better at finding your voice. Um, yeah, you have a, a t- yeah. We should uh, we should do a lesson on learning versus doing because they're both important. But you know, I feel like at least personally, I learn a lot faster when I'm doing at the same time. Yeah. So I kind of like to spend a little bit of incubation time just learning, but then kind of jump right into it. Yep. And then you know, learn more on the fly as we go. Yep. Okay, so Caleb, let's jump into our very first uh, question. All right, so we have a caller actually from I don't know where he's from, but his name is Sam Matla. Let's go ahead and take a listen. So I think the biggest question um, that I have about online business right now is what are some of the ways I can stand out um, in my niche, uh, be different, be unique? That's uh, something I struggle with quite a bit and I believe that that's one of the keys to um, not just monetizing a blog but actually getting the readership. So thanks guys. Good question. I mean, it's an important thing to be different and to stand out. Um, do we know anything about Sam's niche? He didn't give a link to his website. Okay. So I don't know. Um, well, I mean, it, it's kind of, in some ways, there's like, there's a lot of generic answers to that question, right? Which we're going to have to be <laughs> a little generic since we don't since know. Since we don't know the, <laughs> yeah. the specific thing. But, you know, for me, you know, really relevant to this topic, for me, it's always been just being myself. That's normally what people remember me by is just because, hey, you had that really dirty joke in the middle of that post that made me laugh a little bit. It was also very uncomfortable. Um, you know what I mean? So, but yeah. just that for me, and that was, that's just who I am. I, I'm always going to make it personal. I'm always going to, going to, going to do that. Uh, so I kind of didn't have a choice in that matter, but I would absolutely make that up. Maybe it, maybe it's, I don't know. Do you think that's not right for everyone to totally be there? So maybe you don't have to be a, most people aren't as loudly their yeah. stinky selves as I am. Yeah, I mean, I think I think personality is important. You you need yeah. to shine through. Like if you think about, I always like to connect it to thinking about making friends. Yeah. Like if you're just trying to make friends in general, you have to have a personality and you have to have a point of view and you have to say something interesting. Yeah. And the same thing is true of your brand. It has to have a personality and it has to stand out in some way. So personality is always important. But then there's other things, other sort of axis that you can think about differentiating yourself on like for example the sub audience that you focus on yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. like like we always use uh nerd fitness as an example steve was on the yeah episode nerds, yesterday. not just fitness people or people who want to be healthy nerds who want to be healthy yeah so that's a good way to narrow down and really solve a problem you know when you well, try let's to think for a second on what i answer what what questions that answers for you right it mm-hmm. answers all sorts of things like what should i use as my images in my posts what should i what what what's what should i use as the 
like, uh, you know, examples. So if I'm saying, like, sometimes it's hard to overcome an obstacle. For example, when Luke Skywalker is exactly. not able to lift the spaceship yeah. using the Force, X, Y, you know, you're, you know now, you get to study and become, you know, a, a total apprentice and a student of, of nerds who want to be. And if you're still fitted. early, that can help you get your brand name and your tagline and domain name and all those things, too. Yeah. 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 And obviously, and I think, so I think you're right. Uh, so what you said was, at, like kind of being even more specific uh, mm-hmm. with your niche or, or, or the specificity of your of your you know and niche niche I, uh, niche please right I I don't know if I really like that that word but truth is it plays a massive role especially when you know uh, the reason why I say I don't really like it because there's you can go find a million blog posts out there by a bunch of d douchey types who are just like hey man what's your niche man you gotta pick a niche bro pick a good niche but yeah. and, and the bummer is it's actually it's true you, you really do you want to serve and create value for a particular group the more particular that group is the easier your life will be in and making things that they like finding what their needs are serving them over the long haul becoming the guy or gal who serves them yeah you know what i mean whereas if you try to just do fitness it's like great welcome like you, you just walked into a slew of 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 a million, you know, 1.5 million other content creators. Yeah. So, so uh, we've talked about personality. That's always a good one. We've talked about narrowing your audience. Another thing that always helps make you stand out is the way that you solve the problem. So if you can make your solution to the problem that people have unique in some way mm. and interesting, yeah. that's going to help you stand out. So for example, um, one that we've talked about is uh, this guy, Mr. Money Mustache. Oh yeah. Uh, who says that you can retire at any age. And the secret to that is ratcheting down the amount of income that you earn and how much of that you spend. So if you want to retire in six years, it's possible no matter what your income is currently, it's just a, dependent on what percentage of that income you can save. Yeah. And the higher that is, the shorter your time to retirement. So this is like a, a revelation in personal finance. Most people are talking about how to save a couple pennies on not buying lattes every day. Yeah. Um, and, or even how to get a better job. He's like, no, just save as much as possible, retire at 30 and then go do what you want to do. And he's actually already retired and he's like really young. So that's just an example of where if you can come at a problem from a really unique angle, yeah. it's going to make you stand out. Yeah. And, and, and another, what it made me think of initially was like any of these, like, you know, just, you know, it's real easy to make up a name for your proven system for X, Y, and Z. It's yeah. like, uh, whatever. I, I can't stop thinking of Sigma Six for some reason right now. But you could be like the, uh, the wall art method of creating <laughs> personal value or whatever. You know, you, you create your own little system of. No, and, of that, and that's, that's important. I mean, Six Sigma is huge, right? Yeah. And it's basically like they could have said, Hey, we have some principles for for management that are yeah. going to work for you, or management consultants, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they came up with this system, and and if you follow or productivity GTD, yeah. Yeah. right? That's another thing. It's like you could yeah. just say I'm a productivity blogger, or you could say here's what I've learned, here's how I've packaged it, and that makes it unique and interesting, and it makes people you know take notice. Yeah. So we've talked about being your like, like really and, and truly for me the big answer is. And you know this is going to make maybe this makes sense to to ten percent of you out there who have that kind of stinky personality who is just going to always be like that stinky cheese and just let it fly. You know what I mean? Where it's like guys, guys and gals like me, you can't help but like make all these weird references and do all these little things. That two percent of your audience is going to be like, oh yes, I know what you mean. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and, but that helps you stand out. It helps you create avid fans over time. And I think that that's where that's where the that's the business I want to be in. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so there's being yourself. Um, there is choo- there's a much the much bigger and probably better answer of choosing a, a a topic or a niche that is that is more specific in particular, where you have less competition, where you have more of an awareness of what the actual loud challenges and struggles and needs of that audience are. Yeah. And then like what you just said is is a, is your own particular method or style of way of doing a unique actual answer so like for instance in our industry there's a hundred thousand blogs out there on how to do a blog and make money right and and we in some ways have our own unique interesting way of doing that but in other ways we're not making it about we're making it i guess in what in other ways we're we get to be unashamed about the fact that hey look look we've we've done this we have a successful business doing this and here's how we did it yeah like that's all we really need to do and then but then what the the thing that i want to add Kind of a, as a as a tag on to the being yourself thing, as I think a, 
in industry like for instance for ours there you, there was there was this big trend in like what are the tips and tricks I want oh I got to learn about this I got to learn about this social media or this tactic for this that oh Pinterest how is that going to change the game I got to be the Pinterest guy now or mm-hmm. whatever all these little tactics and all these little stuff and I think that the trend on that has shifted I don't think it's interesting anymore and I don't think it matters as much anymore we know we we know you got to be in social media we know you got to make good content we know this that and the other I think what people are going to resonate more with is an authentic connection with, with, with uh, like just any sort of like actual human connection with someone on the yeah. other side of the screen. And I think your point of view is more important now than ever before. It's like my sort of mentor by proxy. I haven't told him yet he's my mentor, but uh, Merlin, man, he mentioned in an interview recently about his podcast, Back to Work, which is great. You should absolutely listen to it. Um, people come for the topic and they stay for the voice. Yeah, and that's something that I've just tacked on my wall, and I and I absolutely that's what that I absolutely makes sense on everything I've ever done. You know what I mean? People land on Father Apprentice because they want to know how to put their baby down in a crib yeah. without making him cry. Yeah, and then these women are signing up there because it's, invariably it's women at two in the morning, just like just you know just dying. You can read yeah. the comments on that post; they're just <laughs> out of their minds. Like this is incredible, you know. Right. And they they go sign up their their husbands yeah. for this stuff. So that that that's a second part. Part of that being yourself thing, yeah, you know, is that yeah. be, that be, is that point of view is interesting, and that in some ways that's your unique selling proposition, your unique whatever, your unique method on your Sigma Six or whatever. Um, but point of view, I just think, and, and and it's the same as it ever was. This is what it's like to be a radio personality a hundred years ago or right now. This is what it's like to be an interesting Tony Robbins type figure, you know. Two thousand years ago, in ancient Greek, Greece, and Rome, yeah. you know, on the street corners, or right now, you yeah. know what I mean? It's 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 point of view, and it's being an interesting, charismatic person in some ways. And just to here's my last little bit on this. We don't have to beat this this one particular question to death. Well, but we, I, I to hope be, Sam's getting a lot out of this. I, to be, well, <laughs> I think a lot. I hope a lot of people are. Yeah, but exactly. Honest, we'll probably have whole episodes on this topic. Totally. Yeah. And and so the the other thing I think that um, can easily it, it it sounds cliche, but it can easily be overlooked. And that is just to care about your audience. That is a differentiator. So many people go into business because they they just want something for themselves. Yeah. They're selfish about it. And if you actually just care, and instead of thinking, how do I make this, you know, how do I make this scale to a hundred thousand person audience? Instead, just win people over one by one and just care about literally helping each person make some progress, you know? Yeah. Um that I think we're kind of that's, betting the farm on that. And that's absolutely the winning answer. There you go. By the way, but truly, and it, it, what's, what's good about it is it ties up this whole thing, right? There's choosing your niche, right? Well, if you care about nerds who want to be fit, like you can picture that. You can picture an overweight, nerdly, uh, you know, video game developer in the cubicle, right? You know what I mean? And and, and you can just like, oh, you're adorable. I li- I like you. you yeah. Know what I mean, yeah, you'd beat my ass at Halo or whatever, all this other stuff. I really like you, and I want to. I, I can just be the guy that, that I, I know how to do pull-ups, so I can teach you how to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you come at it from that perspective, everything about you will have different and better ideas about business. I love being able to say that because it's true. When you truly like, I for Father Apprentice, I I had such a rough go of it that I had to write, and then people started, other dads started saying like. Thank you. You know, and I realized the impact that I was having on these guys who were like, their marriages were suffering. They were almost not surviving, all this other stuff. There are real, st- there are real consequences to a nerd being, uh, being like cr- critically unhealthy, to a dad like almost like, like having those horrible thoughts of like, I don't think I can hang. Like, I don't even think I can do this. There's big time consequences out there. And when you get in tune with that, with their story. Yep. And you really start investing in it and caring in it. That's when you. That's it makes a difference. You absolutely. You have much yep. better ideas for your business, and yep. it's not no longer about like how do I get more followers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. It, it, you just you just start being insightful in ways you didn't know you could. Yep. So hope that answers Sam your question, and, and hope that answers any other people who have that differentiation. We get that question a lot. To be yeah, honest. it's it's tough, and and like you said, we should do a whole episode on it, and we yeah. shall, and I'm sure we will. So okay, Caleb, what else? Next question we have is from Chris Jacob, and it's kind of about the format of the show. The, the Fizzler Chris Jacob? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, nice. Hi, so Chris. let's go ahead and take a listen. A lot of podcasts these days seem to be interviewing, uh, I suppose, celebrities or people that are known online. Why did you choose to uh, have people in the audience ask you questions? It's almost like a reverse interview. I just wanted to know why you chose the question and answer format over interviewing other people. 
Well, this is an interesting question because it, it's so meta. It, well, yeah, it's a, it's about our show or whatever. But I mean, I'd tack it right onto the back of Sam's questions because there's a there's a you can go listen to our interviews with every blogger out there on everybody else's podcast. Yep, and we and in ha- fact, in fact, there are probably you know ten shows out there where you can listen to the same people say the same giving thing. interviews. How many interviews have you done? I do like three a week. Yeah, where it's just and it's you know and and I and I love doing them and I feel like I reach yeah. new people every time. But when we thought about doing our podcast, the biggest thing that stuck out to us was there aren't very many places where you can go and and really get to know and dig in to yeah. individual voices and get to know them over time and their perspective. Yeah, and we can toss in interview. We did in the first show. We tossed in an interview segment that was relevant to the overall topic that we were talking yeah. about. But I just feel like it's been done before. And frankly, there are some people that do it really well. They do interviews really well. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to try to do something that was a little different, and a little bit more just us, you know? Yeah, I think, I think it was, and it, like, we kind of convinced ourselves that, uh, that, we, that we wouldn't do a lot of interviews because, because it was a differentiating factor. It's not like we, like, looked at the board and, like, said, like, huh, what would make this podcast different huh, yeah. if we didn't do interviews? But, um, but to be honest, it, just like you said, we have a point of view. We really do. I really do. I'm passionate about this stuff. I don't want people feeling bogged down by a big list of rules and regulations about what they need to do to make their content or do this, that, and the other. I want them to be alive and engaged and making something they care about. You know what I mean? Yep. And that, that just is not a, a, an angle that I hear out there. And so I'm just like, we, I'm going to just go shout it, you know? Yeah. And, and that's also, I like to shout. So that, that made a lot of sense. <laughs> you do shout. It's better when I shout. To, to people I work with instead of like just people I admire, like a Pat Flynn or a, yeah. uh, you know, or someone yeah. I'm interviewing. You know what I mean? We do get quite loud in here sometimes. <laughs> um, the other part of Chris's question was why do Q&A? And I think, you know, this is a thing that we're still um, working out in terms of the balance. And, and um, it may have seemed like we were just going to do Q&A in the beginning. We're certainly not. But we just, we think that, first of all, anytime you're building anything, it's a good idea to get as much yeah. feedback from your audience as possible. And by soliciting questions, we get to hear directly from you guys the things that you're thinking about. And it just, it's more engaging that way. We're listening yeah. and responding directly and staying in touch instead of us just locking ourselves in the room and talking about what we think is interesting without coming up for air and sort of checking the pulse. Yeah. yeah and I think another thing with interviews is you try to cover so much in a lot of these in like 30 or 45 minutes. You're trying to get the life story of this person and like, all their best business tips and advice and all this stuff. And you just, it's all jammed in there and you don't go deep with any of the different areas. Yeah. That's a good you know, point. like our founder stories in fizzle. Some of those are like two hours long to get the whole story of people's backgrounds and stuff like that. And with, yeah. And that's such a, such a, yeah. a comfortable setting. You know what I mean? For them, for, for the interviewer, for the interviewee, for the, for the watcher, you know what I mean? In some ways, you know what you're getting into in that setting in fizzle and and whatever and I because I like I'm so I'm an avid interview listener I love it I love reading biographies I love I love lif- listening to WTF like not from just like a well, I like to be entertained sort of way like in like a these are people who are mate who are li- are putting their ass on the line to make something you know what I mean but it'll be it good or bad or whatever but it's like these are a lot of these are my heroes like a Louis C.K. or a Robin Williams or something like that like I totally want to hear and then and then more almost more importantly in some ways I want to hear how Mark Marin interviews them. Yeah. So I know that when I'm gonna, when we, I'm, we might do interviews here. You know what I mean? Because I am so in, lo- I'm so interested in how people get from where, like the, like the last episode we did a clip of of Nerd Fitness, Steve Cam, um, his his founder story from Within Fizzle, and I loved. Sid- I know I've known Steve for like a year or so now, and we've gotten close, but I still didn't know all those all of that those steps. That, yeah. That got. I'm so interested in. Because I know what it's like to to be like to look at the guys on the mountain and be like, God, how the hell did they get up there? But it, you, when you hear their story and when you dig deep enough as an interviewer to get into the humanity of the of those first set steps and like why that was actually not that big of a leap for them to go from here to here, like how Steve was blogging for this company uh, that he actually really liked for this, that, and the other, and it made it really easy for him to understand how the technology of blogging worked, how the process worked, you know what I mean, and how the fact that, yeah, you got to write some stuff, and so he was already writing stuff, and all this stuff. It makes it very human. It makes it very like, and that's what I, that's what I, that's why we would do interviews if, if and when we do them is we want it to be in-depth. We want it to be like human and get into the humanity of the people instead of just like a, yeah, and then we, you know, then 
I, I started writing headlines with with numbers in them, and everything just shot off the ro- rockets. You know, and it was awesome. You know what I mean? So did you just convince us to change the whole dynamic of our show? No, no. I'm format? just I'm just not painting us into the corner by yeah. saying we, we're not doing interviews or anything like that. Totally, totally. Because I could I could absolutely I would love to sit with uh, Andrew Warner or something like that and just be like. How do we do? How can we do interviews better? Yeah, and I can learn about how he got started. Exactly. But and I think that would be in, inten- intensely valuable content. You know, and um, you know, the bottom line is this is a work in progress. And if you guys want interviews, whatever you want, yeah. like tell us, like give us feedback. When you hear something on the show, you like it, let us know. Well, guys, I have been Chase Wardman Reeves. I am Corbett Barr, and I am Caleb Logic. So there you have it. As Corbett said, this finding your voice stuff really is one of the deepest topics because how you sound when you make stuff is awful close to who you are and what and why you're making that stuff. So maybe you've got some ideas now to explore writing in different places like a coffee shop or a train or something like that. Or maybe writing in different times of the day or maybe trying to write about different stuff to see how that feels and what feels good and how people respond to it. And maybe you've got some friends that you need to show your writing to and ask them if this feels like you or not. Maybe you just need to go out and buy that Indigo Girls song closer to fine right now. (laughs) If you like this, please leave us an honest rating and review in iTunes. It doesn't cost you much, and it means the world to us because it helps other hopeful entrepreneurs find this show. So simply search in iTunes for uh, for The Fizzle Show and click Write a Review. Like I said, when you do that, it helps other entrepreneurs, the ones struggling, the ones fighting and putting their whole ass on the line to build something they care about. It helps them to find this and get a little more comfortable in their own skin. If you have a specific question about your business, leave it in the review, and we'll do our darndest to answer that live here on the air. Fizzleshow.com is where you find any of your Fizzle Show info needs. And if you haven't yet, enter your email to join the crew of entrepreneurs, and we'll send you goodies and discounts and stuff like that at Fizzleshow.com. F-I-Z-Z-L-E show.com. Remember, folks, there's no holy grail to finding your voice. It's not like baseball, where you need to have your bat exactly where the ball is thrown. It's more like eating a pie. (laughs) It's very easy and enjoyable when you actually like the pie. Just don't F it up. Thanks. We'll talk more tomorrow in the very next episode. Bye-bye.